And you see Rigby just come by, grab the keyboard real quick, and run away. <laughs> yeah. The wizard's like, ah. Yeah, like, it's a really long, it's a good 10-second scene. Of just I don't think any of the cartoons ever done that before. <laughs> I mean, it's like this, this episode made a statement right there. Cowabunga? No. Sorry, I can't. I know. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to just a regular show about the regular show. I'm your host, Kirkland Warlady, and with me is a special one-time temporary co-host, Mr. Rob Luther. Hello, my friend. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's good to be on here. I'm not finished. Mr. Rob Luther, the Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour, five foot eight of Twisted Seal, and text appeal how are you mr rob <laughs> oh hey i'm all for that uh, that uh that textual healing man i am fantastic thank you so much for having me man what an intro man that was oh, i felt yeah, like a wrestling yeah, promo yeah. there uh, <laughs> so um just full disclosure everybody um we tried to start the show and then my power kicked out and uh i don't know what happened um i'm hoping it stays on but uh we are here to talk about the regular show. We're going to be doing a podcast about the regular show now. That is my favorite show. One of my favorite shows. Um, it's probably tied for that number one spot. But it, the goal of this show for me is to hopefully inspire other people to give the show a shot. And even if they don't like it at first, to basically watch through the whole thing because it gets better. And uh, there's a lot of good plot points that get overlooked because of the humor and sometimes the plot is so good that there's a lot of good humor that gets overlooked because the plot is so good so this is just going to be an exploration of the episodes i don't know who with who will be with me every episode but uh anyway uh rob for those of you that don't know uh well sorry rob you go ahead you introduce yourself Oh, man. Well, uh, I, I am a good friend. Of, well, you already know this. I was about to say I'm a good friend of yours. <laughs> but uh, Kirkland and I, we, we we go way back. We worked together for, for several years. Uh, we've ended up becoming best friends. And uh, we actually do a podcast together called Turtles Forever, dedicated to the Ninja Turtles. We've been doing that for a couple of years, all thanks to the brilliant idea of my wife. Because when we parted ways where I had to work, I found a job a little closer to home. I was working at a different school system. I missed Kirkland dearly. And my wife's like, well, why don't you just have him talk turtles with you? And I just, I, I think I just grabbed her. I kissed her. I said, that's brilliant. And we've been doing it ever since. And, you know, Kirkland, I owe all credit to Kirkland for getting me into the regular show. I am not an expert like he is. I am a very new fan. I'm literally through the second season right now, and I, I'm, well, spoiler alert, I really, really enjoy it. And, um, yeah, happy to be here, man. I don't know everything there is to know about it, but I've seen every episode a lot. And uh, that's cool, because it is kind of role reversals, because you you know a lot about the Ninja Turtles, and I know nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be kind of like... Uh, if you don't listen to Turtles Forever, it used to be Turtle Tales or or, or Turtles Turtle Vision. Uh, maybe go get if you like this show, go give that one a listen because uh, it's pretty much the same thing, just with Ninja Turtles and and other things of that nature. Uh, and also, uh, Rob does a show called Retro Junkies, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, oh, I kinda, thank you, man. Kind of hopefully, I'm viewing this one as kind of a sister show to the. Uh, the umbrella that I like to call the uh, Robcast Productions. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much, Rob, man. If, if poor people, I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, so um, I guess instead of telling you the format of how these shows are going to go, maybe just give it a listen and see how we do things. Because this is kind of like putting an airplane together as we fly it. What a ride it's going to be! This first episode of. The Power. It aired on September 6, 2010 uh, on Cartoon Network. And I think it aired on a Labor Day weekend um, or Labor, maybe it was Labor Day Friday. I'm not sure what the day would have fallen on. But um, they were putting out promotions about it. And by this time, Adventure Time was already out. I don't know what episodes were going. I think The Dungeon was the episode that came out around uh, the time of 
that this episode for um regular show came out so that would have been like adventure time was maybe on season two maybe late season one season two i'm not not 100 sure that show is a lot deeper than mm-hmm. i mean i know about it but that that would require a podcast or two of its own to get into all the lore of adventure of adventure time well let me can i ask you something real quick about that so absolutely you, yeah. you were talking about like the earlier times with ed ed and eddie and everything so from what i'm hearing you say adventure time came out earlier do you think had adventure time not been as successful that the regular show would have lasted more than a season you know, because I, I know the landscape was starting to change, I'd guess, at that point. But what do you think? The difference in these two shows is, dude, that first season of Adventure Time, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, it was both shows were actually still, you know, trying to get a grasp of what they were doing. It's just Adventure Time, it's, I don't want to say it's a chore to sit through them because it's not. There's definitely some gems in that first season. But there's a major quality difference between the first and the second season. Um, it's not just that, that the cartoon's different. It's that there is a major quality and there's more happening. And the thing, the the appeal to Adventure Time is Adventure Time really probably started getting really good around season, somewhere between season three to five. When the, like, when you could actually see like, oh my gosh, there's an actual lore going on with this show. Like, they're not just pinning up random crap and throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping that it lands. They're taking this stuff, throwing it out there. And then the crazy thing is, I guarantee you, dude, they're looking at what people say at reaction videos on YouTube and all these theories that they got. You know how people will do with Star Wars. Right, yes. And the coolest part about Star Wars before a movie comes out is all the theories. Well, then the movie comes out, and it's like all those theories were wrong, and they were probably cooler than the movie itself, you know? Well, (laughs) Adventure Time took the stuff that people thought were going to happen, and they incorporated it into the lore, I believe. Like, there's this whole mushroom war thing, and like, People are like, the clues are there, the clues are there. They leave like these cryptic clues, and yeah, they are there. But I think they planted them there for people's imagination to take hold, and it's almost like they let them do part of the creative for them. And if they didn't, if they didn't, then they had then they had a whole lot planned out before this even started, because it it goes deep. And it's a really good story. Don't get me wrong, it's great. But the cool thing about regular show, I, I think regular show, like you can just get into it and... It, it hits the ground running, and if you give it a chance, it's like everything keeps building on top of each other. And no, to answer your question, I think it would have done better. And sorry, that was a very long-winded way of saying that. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I appreciate the perspective, and I think it's just so interesting because I, I remember the Cartoon Network, Ed, Ed, and Eddie stuff. I remember all that stuff, and then somehow I got out of Cartoon Network around that same time that the regular show would have aired, or, or first aired. I, I know you mentioned 2010, so I was... Uh, two, I don't know how many years I was in second year teaching, I think. So I, I was pretty busy at that point. Um, and, uh, I just missed that era. So I, I, I think it's interesting, the shift between the kinds of cartoons you saw and then, you know, so Adventure Time came first and then regular show. And I'm sure there were some others, um, after the regular show as well, that completely kind of changed the whole climate and, and, um, atmosphere of, of that network. So. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Some of these jokes, it, it, even as early as season two, uh, it's witty. It's wittier than I expected. Because um, I thought that, actually, spoiler alert, my wife watched the first episode with me. And um, I, I thought that uh, right out of the gates, I thought that this show was going to be one of those shows, kind of like Beavis and Butthead, where there's really no continuity. It's just a short story every single episode. But I found out pretty quickly, even by the end of season one and then in the season two, there are episodes that build on each other and those episodes that reference previous episodes so yeah i like that they're great about doing that and and be honest with you i was watching one i remember um well i told you i'm almost through i'm on the last season again um and it's either late season seven or season eight mordecai and rigby they kind of when they're chuckling it's like they are just like beavis and butthead <laughs> I mean, I mean, like oh, yeah. even even the humor there, it's like this is because be- it goes from the show being like a Simpson esque type humor to there's a lot more like Beavis and Butthead type humor in there. But yeah, the, by then the continuity of the show is so built, it's just like man, this is great. And really, that's the difference between Dexter's Lab and I love Dexter's Lab, but that's the difference between that and Ed, Ed and Eddie, and and this and Adventure Time is those two, the, these the latter two have an established long-running story arc whereas 
Dexter's Lab does, but it's very shallow. They're almost like all one-offs. You know what I mean? Continuity almost, it doesn't get reset, but it, it, you know, the stakes don't get very high. All that stuff, you know, it, that all happens here. Um, and, and I thought, you know, this is a kid's cartoon, whatever. Dude, when I got to college, I remember there'd be like, uh, there'd be girls in class talking about, well, on the regular show, they do this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, you watch the regular show? And like my sister watches that, you know? And I was still like, you know, old man mentality of that's cartoon. It's for kids. I watched, I watched Dragon Ball Z. What are you talking about? <laughs> so yeah, this is, it's, 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 uh, that's good stuff. And I, I honestly, I think that really this, it, it, I like to think that the, the 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 quality of cartoons hit like critical mass, you know, their peak at the end of this show, and like maybe I'll be honest with you, and I know this is this is not an Adventure Time podcast. I probably won't. I might mention it every once in a while, but I don't plan on it. But just comparing the two, this show's ending blows Adventure Times out of the water, and I like hmm. Adventure Time. I like Adventure Time. I, I I do like Adventure Time. Okay, it's great, but. That just goes to talk about how well this show ended. I mean, it's it's a very bittersweet ending. It's 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 almost a perfect ending. It it makes me sad. Wow. Adventure time, it's like the ending almost feels a little forced. And that's crazy because the ending of this show kind of was forced. So it makes me think that they were saving um this show's ending for when they knew that they were going to get canned. I guess maybe they asked Cartoon Network, hey give us a one season in advance notice that way we can wrap things up so yeah um, wow but yeah uh speaking of which you said your wife watched this episode uh before uh-huh. we get into it what did what was her rough thoughts on it okay th- these were her exact words okay so if this sums it all up i she says it wasn't as bad as i was expecting <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a perfect way to put it, because it's like, that's how it was for me. When I first watched this episode, I was like, okay, I, you know, this isn't, I, it's random, it's, but it, there's something about it. I kind of want to watch another one. So, uh, but, you know, she she said, she kind of said the same thing I was hitting around to a little earlier. She said that, um, she was like, are they all like this, where it's just kind of random, and, you know, it's it's a reset after every episode. They just kind of two slackers working at, um, uh, you know, a park, you know, trying to get out of work, doing whatever they can to do that. Or does it build on something? I said, well, from what I hear, it, it does build a little bit. But I said, you know, there's a lot of it that is, particularly in the first season, a little bit more short story-esque and stuff. But she kind of liked it. There was a couple scenes she actually laughed at, so that was cool. Uh, well, spoiler alert, there is massive character development in pretty much every one of the characters. Um, and it, it takes its time doing it, but if you compare from the beginning to the end, it's they are all pretty much dynamic characters. Um, yeah. Can't think of really an exception. Some of them are more dynamic than others, but they are all pretty dynamic. I mean, as far as like, you know, your main cast... I don't know if you've encountered Mr. Maylard yet, but you know, he's, he's usually Mr. Maylard, but, uh, but, but yeah, like all your guys that work at the park, they're pretty much all dynamic characters, but you know who else watched this show? <laughs> Dude, my, my mom did watch, she, she, she watched this too. And, uh, she does not like cartoons pretty much, you know, maybe Bugs Bunny, uh, but she's of the opinion. Every time I want her to watch a cartoon, I'm like, mom, why don't you watch this with me? Her line is always, I think we've watched them all. You know, uh, and she sat down and watched this with me and like, she tried her hardest. She was like, uh, you know, she didn't, she was trying on her cell phone to, you know, not pay attention. Dude, the first joke comes on the whole beef burrito thing. She sees the Hulk Hogan doll. She, first thing she does is laugh, dude. She couldn't help it. She just, <laughs> she goes, that is, that is you. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, probably. <laughs> She's She's like, did you make this show? You know, uh, so for her to actually enjoy, and she had all the same questions. She's like, so are any of these people related? Does anything happen? You know, and I'm just like, yeah, things happen. It just takes a while. So I'm going to try to get her to watch the whole series with me. It might take a while, but anyway, maybe we can have other people watch these shows with us, um, give us their thoughts. 
But um, I guess until then, maybe we should start talking about the episode ourselves. So. Episode aired September 6, 2010. Um, the lineup on Cartoon Network that night from the previous, well, from early that morning on Adult Swim, you had Children's Hospital, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, all right, Metalocalypse, King of the Hill. Basically, you had everything but Aqua Teen. So, in my opinion, not a whole lot of reason to, maybe Robot Chicken, not a whole lot of reason to uh, watch um, Adult Swim the night before, but whatever. It's just my opinion. Uh, later that evening, we get into 3.30 was Monster House, the movie, 2006. This is all part of the regular weekend, uh, which I guess was the launch event for regular show. Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, the 2004 movie from 5 to 6.30. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, 7 o'clock, which is a very... I, I, dude, I love Scooby-Doo 2. I mean, you, I, don't, I don't know if we ever about I forgot that about, about you, this. yes. I love Power Rangers and Scooby-Doo, man. I, but, but yes, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, in my opinion, is the best... Uh, because, dude, right around this time, man, story arcs. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, great story arc. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about that, though. Great show, guys. If, if you like regular show you might and you like Scooby-Doo, you will love Mystery Incorporated. What are you doing after you stop listening to this? Go watch regular show, then watch this. Sorry. Go listen to Turtles Forever first, and then watch regular oh, show. Oh, nice save. Yes. Uh, beauty. Uh, Johnny Test. <laughs> I don't know much about Johnny Test. It was 730 uh, and 745 time slot. Adventure Time, I think it was the Dungeon episode is what it was called at 8 o'clock. Regular show airs at 8.15. Uh, and I believe it was just one episode, The Power. Uh, Mad, which was like kind of like Mad TV cartoon version at 8.30. Adventure Time, 8.45. Sorry, that was the Dungeon episode. My bad. Rainy Day Daydream was the other Adventure Time episode. My bad. Um, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated again. And then you had Adult Swim. Uh, 10 to 11.30. I don't think you had any Aqua Teen again either, uh, but King of the Hill Family Guy, pretty solid lineup there. Uh, that day, September 6th, for context in the box office, uh, The American, I'm not sure what that movie's about. It was number one in the box office. It grossed uh, $3,484,543. Machete was uh, spot number oh. two. Taker, spot number three. The Expendables at four. Going the Distance. Okay, so um, let's see. Uh, number one UK song, Please Don't Let Me Go by Ollie Mears. R&B song, Deuces. Uh, Chris Brown featuring Tyga and Kevin McCall. Country song, All About Tonight. See, I don't know any of these. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know any of them. <laughs> the only one I know is the number one alternative hit, The Catalyst, Linkin Park. Uh, and I'm not a huge Linkin Park fan, but I will take them over any of that any day. I do kind of like them. Uh, Number one dance track, Dynamite by Tal Cruz. This isn't like listening to uh, the Ninja Turtle Nerds where they put out the music and it's like, I know every one of those songs, baby. Um, <laughs> video games that came out. Um, I think the only one really that I can remember, I guess I got that pulled up in a separate tab, Hawks, H-A-W-X. Not that big of a game for what I can remember. Uh, you got anything going on September 6th, Rob? So, actually, September 6th would be my wife and I, our dating anniversary. I can tell you that. <laughs> that's why you weren't watching the show, man. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So, at 2010, my wife and I would have been together for seven years at that point. So, God bless her. Geez, she put All up right. with me for a long time. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot. I, I, now I remember. Now I remember ex the Expendables. I did watch that. That was a good one. And Machete. I think I remember that too. Yeah, that's the guy that plays Octavio on King of the Hill. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah. yes, yes. Octavio. I know you're talking about the long-haired guy, right? Gotta do my Texas gribble. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything about the American. But anyway, so uh, you know, it's September sixth. Some of us. Uh, 2010 some of us have a dating anniversary with our wife uh, others of us are in college but you you my dear listener are you just got paid that day and you decide you're going to go and uh you're going to buy the latest video game hawks you hear it's a great dog fighting that's that's a that's a flying game uh video game you think it's going to be great so you go and on the way there 
uh, on the way to the store, you decide, hey, I'm going to stop and watch a movie. And you see it, you go, I want a ticket to, uh, I don't know, the American. And they're like, oh, it's sold out. Ah, screw that. I wanted to watch Machete anyway. Give me the ticket. You go and you love it. And then you go into Walmart. And on the way in there, you hear on the radio, you hear Lincoln Park to Catalyst. You hear, what else do we have? Uh, Tiger Tiger or whatever the songs were. <laughs> I don't remember the songs. You get home and you play Hawks and it sucks. But that's okay. You're like, ah, whatever. I just blew $50, $60 on crap. I got to watch some cartoons to blow off some steam. Got to turn on the Cartoon Network, watch some Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Hey, Adventure Time's on. I think I like that show. It's pretty cool. Seems more like an adult show. What's this? Regular show. Well, I need some regularity in my life. I haven't been eating enough bran muffins. So let's watch this. You turn it on and you find out it's anything but regular show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just a regular show about the regular show. All right, so the episode starts out. Um, two main characters, Mordecai and Rigby, live in a house at a park that they work at. They're basically groundskeepers for a park. They work for their angry boss, Benson, the gumball machine. And there's a few other characters that will introduce the show introduces as they go along. Uh, starts out, you don't know any of that to begin with. All you hear is, uh, it's kind of like a crowd cheering. Um, and you hear, all right, Beef Burrito, I'm going to give you one more chance to take back what you said about my mom. And then he points to the ground and it's, 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 how do they put it on Ninja Turtle Nerds? It's, it's copyright perfect or, or what, uh, license, license <laughs> perfect. It's, it's a Hulk Hogan beat him up doll is what, it, you know, the ones I have. Oh, Boston yeah. Man. Oh, you got my Oh, you got leg. Macho Man? Oh. Yeah, I, I had the Macho <laughs> Man. The, the, oh, you were hurting my arm. Yes, exactly. It's one of those, except it's like the 80s Hulk Hogan. Well, anyway, he's pointing at that, and the doll just like, this is where my mom laughed. The doll's just like staring back at him. And then he slaps his elbow, you know, like the Macho Man elbow <laughs> drop. He slaps it, though. Next signal, he's going to do the elbow drop, and he jumps off, and he lands on the doll. And uh, they just, they're just wrestling the crap out of this thing, and... um so it tells us a few things. Uh, it says uh, Mordecai and Rigby are, they're immature because they're 23 years old. We find out in just a few minutes, a few seconds, actually. Um, they have a very vivid imagination. And one, another thing is Rigby gets up at the top rope and he's like, oh, you want this? You want this? And, and, and Mordecai's like, I think he wants it. And he's like, and he throws him down onto a trampoline and slams him, you know, and it bounces him into a wall. Basically, they talk each other into a lot of different things. Yeah, I think he wants you to put the hurt on him. You think he wants to put the hurt on him? Yes, I do. And then he throws him, you know. Another thing you learn, too, is they have a, an abundance of toilet paper because they've strewn that all around the room <laughs> for the ring. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay, so Rigby misses the doll, and he gets, like, bounced off the trampoline straight into the wall, and it leaves a big hole, and they get up, and we get the first, like, really, I guess it's the closest thing to, like, a really quote-type moniker out of this show that, yeah, yeah, they just tilt their head back. You know, I it's, love it's all, okay. Yeah. I love that. Can I just say that's one of my Absolutely. favorite things about this show? Where yeah, they go like, yeah. "Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah,", yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just Mordecai's mannerisms. They're like, he just kind of cocks his head back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does it here in a second too, and it's like really awkward the way he does it. But it, <laughs> uh, and then then they just got the voices of regular people too. I love Mordecai's voice. Rigby's great, but Mordecai just sounds like a regular dude. And I found out that's. J.G. Quintel, right? Yeah, it really is just his regular voice, man. It, later on in a couple seasons, he starts to voice High Five Ghost, but he Fives doesn't really get a voice until... He doesn't become a major character until, like, season two or three, something like that. Um, but they basically, they pitch shift his voice up and put, like, a little bit of phaser on it or something. And, uh, yeah, that's that's his... Because he's a, he's a ghost, you know? So they put a hole in the wall, and they're like, oh... What are we going to do? What are we going to do? You put a hole in the wall, you hole. And it, don't you call me a hole, you hole. You know, like they're just like calling each other a hole. And it's like, you know, it's obviously like a hole, you know. But, it, you know, it's getting away. they got away with a lot of stuff. Um, and and this reminds me of Be Beavis and Bida here. This is the name calling back and forth. Yes. Don't call yeah. me a hole. You're the hole. Yep. Yes. And while they're talking about a hole, you know. Uh, All right. And they're like. There's like, uh, there's only one thing we can do. And I, I don't know if Rigby throws out like some harebrained idea or not, but Mordecai's like, we can go ask for a raise from Benson so we can pay someone else to fix. It's like the longest, you know, how he throws <laughs> his head back and he's like, yeah, yeah. But he yeah, says like, yeah. 
he says like uh, two sentences in that tone of voice, you know, go ask for a raise to where we could ask somebody else to fix it for us. It's so awkward the way, but he says it like it rolls off the tongue, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And Reeves like, that's brilliant. And he's like, how are we going to get money? Oh, I got it. Ham Ham boning. (laughs) He's like, what? And he's like, it will save your life one day. But uh, yeah, you want to take it? Yeah, yeah. So, I, okay. One other thing I love about this particular, like, the opening scene is their room is hilarious. It is so bare. They've got, like, one little shelf. They got a TV on top of the, like, the bureau. That's it. And then they got one, like, maybe rock poster in one side of the room, a tiny little bed. That's their, <laughs> that's, that's their place. Um, so, so right after that, you know, Mordecai's like, no, we are not hand boning. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Rigby, he persists. He's like, dude, hand boning. Trust me, I'm telling you, dude, hand boning will save your life one day. So keep that in your back pocket. So a little bit later, uh, Rigby has another brilliant idea as he digs under the pile of laundry. Oh, that was another thing. There is a pile of laundry in the corner of the room. That's one other detail I forgot. So uh, Rigby, he digs under the pile of laundry for a keyboard. And Mordecai's like, whoa, he's super impressed. He's like, how did you get that? And Rigby goes, I have my methods. So, so okay, so maybe you can help me here. This wizard guy, <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this guy? <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, is he well, a character that comes up later? He actually kind of does. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it's the same guy or not, but it's it's pretty much like, it's basically Mark Hamill voicing a wizard. Oh, that's but, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so one day, um, you know, I just a little flashback, and this wizard just comes running out of this, like, greenway in the park. <laughs> he, like, he drops his keyboard on a bench real quick, and then he pees on a bush, and it's a long scene of him peeing. And you see Rigby just come by, grab the keyboard real quick, and run away. <laughs> yeah. The wizard's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a really long, it's a good 10-second scene. <laughs> I don't just think any other ping. cartoon's ever done that before. I mean, <laughs> it's like this This episode made a statement right there. Right, and I was like, surely this character will come back and we'll learn more about him in this episode. So Mordecai goes, this is the answer to all our problems. Have you named her yet? But Rigby says that he's been saving the honor for Mordecai, which I thought was cool. Mordecai goes, now this is a random line. Mordecai goes, I've always wanted to date a girl named The Power. <laughs> I'm the like, power. what? The power. The power. So all of a sudden, you know, as Mordecai says that random line, the words the power are magically etched on the top of the magic keyboard. And both guys are transfixed going, cool. So a little while later, both Mordecai and Rigby are outside. Okay, I love this part. (laughs) They're outside practicing their speech and dance moves in order to convince Benson to give them a raise. And I love that they have their, like, own choreography already practiced. He's like yeah. one, two, three, four. <laughs> it's like it's, I don't, I forget how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's like, they go five, six, seven, eight, and it goes da da da. Give us a, a raise, loser. loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they try it out on Pops first. They're like Pops. He comes up to greet them, and I love Pops. One of my favorite characters in this series. He's like, did I hear the sound of music? So Mordecai and, and Rigby they huddle to figure out like whether they want to try out their their um the raise pitch on Pops. But I love how Mordecai's like, he doesn't want to call Pops a loser because Pops is kind of sensitive. He's like, no, no, he's kind of sensitive. It shows a picture of him too. He's just like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like looking at butterflies. butterflies. (laughs) So they they, they do their little uh, scene and everything, the choreography, you know. Uh, And they're like, give us a raise, Pops. And Pops is amazed. He's like, oh, good show, a jolly good show. Let me just get my billfold. A butterscotch ripple. <laughs> and he pays them in, in suckers. They're like, dude. It worked. Uh, yeah, it worked, yeah. Pop probably would have given us real money if he wasn't so weird. <laughs> so that, and that leads us to Benson. I'll turn it back over to you for that one. Pop's intro is fairly true to his character, but he grows a lot as a character. Um, Benson's intro is mostly true to his character. He grows a lot and he becomes a lot. He actually becomes maybe my favorite character. Basically, his his archetype is he is the grumpy boss and he's the stressed out boss that basically he, he, he's he got anger issues and he, he's, he, he doesn't like slackers. 
So they he's coming out of the tool shed carrying stuff, and uh, they come up. They're like Benson, 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 and they do the same thing. They do another uh, <laughs> "Give us a raise, loser!" and uh, and and as they point, they go "Give us a raise, loser!" and then they point, and there's like this long awkward silence. And it's the way I put it in my notes. It's it's a shot of their faces with like that that blank Homer Simpson style stare. <laughs> you know, how like there's like a lot point, of that. Yeah, he'll be like, "Yes." And he'll just like be sitting there like staring at it. Like that's exactly what it looks like. And that's another point, people. The visual humor in this show is like heavy. Yeah. So like you are missing. I mean, it's if you if you just listen to the audio, it's great. But like there's a lot of stuff that we just can't really describe just because I mean you just gotta see it. And you're right. The blank stares, the mannerisms that Mordecai has, I I, the, the, I think that uh, there's a lot of physical humor that is really underrated in this show. Yeah. And uh so it works, and there's like, all right, you guys have been working harder. Uh, until then, uh, you know, we'll talk you raise later on. Until then, how's twenty dollars? Gives them both twenty dollars, and they're like, whoa, you know what this means? And and I think Mordecai's like, yeah, we can fix the hole in the wall. And Reeves like, no, we can do whatever we want. And then we get our first of many, many, many montages, which is something that kind of sets this show apart. It's one of the unique things about it. Um, is there's a lot of montages in the regular show. That's it's. it's one of it's it's one one of the uh big homages it pays is just to 80s type media in general 80s and 90s uh that and sega master system they love playing apparently <laughs> sega master system with atari graphics but anyway i um, love that too yeah 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 uh there's an episode later on that pays homage to uh nintendo atari and sega i believe all that and the goonies yeah that's, I think that'll end up being one of your favorites, um, but that's not till season six. But anyway, uh, this montage, it doesn't have any licensed music. There's a lot of episodes, though. They they dished out a lot of money to get licensed music for this show. But um, I think that this montage was supposed to be like inspired by the uh, Rush song, uh, Tom Sawyer, I believe it was. Um, but basically, they're going through the park like they're using the power to like create bounce houses to jump around in and making crap disappear. And they're riding around in a big like, uh, muscle car with flames on the top of it and then you see like a cd come out of nowhere just kind of floating in the air that says 80s metal um <laughs> and then it. that montage kind of ends and they run into skips now skips is a yeti he has a shaved chest he's he's big white dude and he's voiced by mark hamill and it, the rumor has it or i guess it's a rumor the story is that mark hamill came in and for the first few shows he did the voice of skips and then he thought Skips was a gorilla. Well, then they let him know that Skips is a Yeti. What's Mark Hamill do? Oh, I got to go back and re-record all my lines. Huh. And that's how serious of a voice actor he is, you know? Just the <laughs> fact, oh, he's not a gorilla, he's a Yeti. That changes everything. Yeah, we find out later that uh, this isn't a huge secret. and It's not really like a, it's kind of a spoiler, but not really. Skips is immortal. Mm -hmm. um at least he won't die of old age um well that's why he's so ripped he's been lifting for years well that's why he's so smart is because he's been around for such a long time and sense. he knows like all these he's he's got he can fix just about everything but he's not very good with technology so he's he's an old soul um he's very good he's good with like electronics and wiring but like when it comes to running a printer or something like that he sucks at it He's, he's probably the best fighter of the group. He's very strong. He skips everywhere he goes. We'll find out why later, and that's a very good story in itself. Um, and he knows, like, all these, like, mystical entities, like Gary and the Guardians of Eternal Youth. You don't get any of that in this episode. All you really get is he's the guy, he's, Mordecai Rigby, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. And they're like, doing what? The hole? Or, or you know, like, they made a hole or something. He's like, what hole? They're like, dude, he can't know. So they use the power. Yeah, that it's like a boop 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 beep boop 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 beep beep boo beep 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 synchronized like that right there. They take the watch and they're like they're like squeezing the buttons. Just when I saw that, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but it's just so great. That dance, I'm like, who can say don't stare at our crotches while we synchronize our watches? I, and, and right, and then I like the part where they, I don't know if it's in this one or in the one where they they were doing it to Benson, where they, they wait after they've done their little 
skit and then they sit down on the ground and like cross their arms. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, these guys, I love them. I mean, they did that. They, Don't look at our crotches while we synchronize our watches. And then my mom was like, like two seconds later, she's like, what the H did they just say? I was like, they said exactly what you thought they said. Yeah, that was, yep. <laughs> and then they do that thing that was really big back in the, it was big a few years before that, I guess when I would have been in high school. Um, you know, the thing where, I don't know what it's called, Rob. I know you know what I'm talking about, where they put one arm in a sleeve of their hoodie, and then they take the other arm, and they put it in the stomach. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called, but and yeah. they're moving one arm up, and it makes it look like they're moving both arms up, and then they're punching through their stomach at the same time. Yeah. And they're they're like, skips, it's time for, I can't remember something. Like, skips, go away, it's time skips. For you to, <laughs> yeah, go away, skips, go to your room. And then Rigby mishears and says, go away, skips, go to the moon or something like that. And he, he disappears. <laughs> It's like, dude, did you just send skips to the moon? I thought that's what you said, you know. You know, Rob, here's the bad thing about my note-taking. I got that whole song written down, don't look at our crotches while we synchronize our watches. And do you know the next words I have written down? What's that? Boop, weep, 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 boo, boo, weep, 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 boo. Oh, that automatic is brilliant. Beep, 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 synchronized. And then I have, I have synchronized, and then I have a letter, harmonized. Besides secret, like I'm going to be able to do that or something. <laughs> oh, no, no, not at all, man. You, you were, you were into the moment. You were hoping that you could the harmonize episode. the scene. Yes, I was hoping false chords and whatnot. Watch the episode though, guys, this, this, that honestly, to me, that, that might be the high point of this episode. Just cause just hearing a cartoon ser- characters on a cartoon network, you know, don't, stare at our crotches while we sit. Who comes up with that crap? And then they do that thing. Like you said, that was really popular for a while. That little, you know, sticking their hands in their hoodies and doing that weird. Yes. I, I, yeah, I remember everybody did that. And again, that kind of goes back to the physical comedy because they really do make it look like that in the show. And they do that a lot in this show, a lot of different times, but they never make a big deal about it. And it's never long. Like they don't let, they don't like hang around on it and like milk the joke. Yeah. It's like a, They'll do it once. Maybe they'll call back later on in an episode. But it's, I mean, like a 10-second thing, maybe. And then it's like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, it's like, maybe you'll pick it up on the next go-around. Yes. You want to go ahead? Sure, sure. So Mordecai, you know, they, they, he, they decide, okay, we got to get him back. We just sent him to the moon because literally this this uh, piano or uh, keyboard is magical. It can do anything. So Benson and Pops, they, they decide they want to help out. So, uh, they, you know, they're like, take us to the moon. Whoa. And then all of them, the, all of them are instantly transported to, to space. Rigby apparently sent a ton of stuff to the moon. Oh, excuse me. So right before that, Rigby apparently must have sent a ton of stuff to the moon while Pops had to go to the bathroom. Rigby also sent a giant wrestler to the moon, uh, the same guy who's now attacking Skips. So as Rigby tries to play the monster away, the batteries die on their magic keyboard. And that's when Rigby gets the flashback that ultimately saves everyone's life. Hambonin! So as the monster is about to eat Skips, Rigby hambones the monster's foot, which distracts him just enough for Skips to get Skips and the crew to get away. So while they're being chased by the monster, kind of Jurassic Park style, Skip hotwires the keyboard and demands that Rigby play the monster away. So they sing a song home and disappear just in the nick of time and crash back into, uh, into Mordecai and Rigby's room, which crumbles all of the sheetrock off the walls, except for the one little spot that they had before. So Skip, he, he, sorry, I don't want to summarize the whole episode. Do you want me to finish it off? I hate to do that. You go ahead because my dogs are going berserk. <laughs> I don't hear them. You're good. Uh, so Skip, he breaks the keyboard and Benson demands for his, oh yeah, his $40 back. And going all the way back to Benson at the beginning, I think Benson agreeing to give him the raise in the first place, was that the magic of the keyboard or was Benson actually being kind for once? Because later on, it, he gets onto the uh, Mordecai and Rigby a lot more. I think it was the magic of the keyboard. <laughs> it had to be. It had to be. <laughs> so little Beavis and Butthead line here. Uh, Skip breaks the keyboard. Benson demands for his $40 back. Rigby goes, this sucks. Yep. The hole's still there. Do you think Benson will notice? And I love Mordecai. 
He just kind of gives him this sly look, and he covers the only remaining piece of sheetrock on the wall with his Motley Crue poster and goes, He won't know. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple things there. I know the dogs are going crazy. I'm sorry. But, uh, like, when they get to the moon, like, there's a little scene right before they go there where it pops does go. They, it shows them coming out of the house, and they take us to the moon, take us to the moon, won't you take <laughs> us to the moon? Whoa. And then they all... They they fly through space and it's like a crash landing. It's like crazy just out of nowhere. Yeah. But they get there and like you said, there's all this crap there. There's like baby ducks walking around and a broken pop machine. <laughs> and like they're like, What else did you send to the moon, you drill bit? And he's like He shows a flashback and he's like got the keyboard in the golf cart waiting by himself. He's going, Bunch of baby ducks, send them to the moon. Broken soda machine, send, send them to, to the, the moon. moon. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's uh Love it. Well, you know, you know what I really love about the show, besides like the physical humor of it, is I think it's just the fact that they're they're twenty three years old, but they act like they're twelve, but not in like a necessarily like a perverted or you know what we've seen before with Beast and Butthead. It's kind of like they're they're kind of innocent and naive. They're always getting in trouble, and like you said at the very beginning of the episode, you know they're they're always kind of encouraging encouraging each other without thinking about the consequences. So you kind of live vicariously through them. Uh, and I, I think you kind of root for them just for the fact that they're kind of idiots, but they're so likable. It's great, though, because, like, man, just the character development that goes on, it's crazy because you want them to stay that way, and they kind of do, but they grow up a lot, too. Um, I. Man, I'm already about ready to give away the ending of the show. I better not. <laughs> but but I mean, it's it it really does make you sad watching that end of the show. That's about it. I've got a few random factoids here. JG Quintel actually stated that this is his favorite episode of the show. I mean, I can see why. You know, it's the show that got him started, and it's like this was my first big creation of my own. You know what I mean? I I get that. But I mean, honestly, I don't think anybody else would say that. It's it's not a bad episode, but this isn't the best episode by a long shot, in my opinion. Got 2.1 million views worldwide. A couple of goofs there. Uh, at the beginning, when the TV is the TV is turned off when Rigby jumps on the dummy, and then I guess it's turned back on after drink Rigby drinks a can of soda, which I think I told you before, Rob. Soda and hot wings are like the alcohol in this in this universe. It disappears in the next shot. That can of soda does. The notes on the power keyboard change shape and size and number uh, and number in various scenes. The words the power disappear in various scenes. It disappears in some shots. So obviously that's probably a just a production error. But I mean, the power is mystical, you know. Um, uh, it could, yeah, it could be there one scene there, you know, gone in the next. You never know. It's magic. Yes, the watches that Mordecai and Gregory synchronize, <laughs> they don't appear on their wrists for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Their sweaters disappear after sending skips to the moon. Oh. Uh, yeah, Rigby says he, he can't send, uh, send skips back to Earth simply because he cannot see him. However, he's found able to wish a bunch of other stuff to the moon without looking at it. So, you know, the, you can tell this episode was kind of like not a really a, like a clip show, but not really a clip show, but like a lot of different ideas they were just trying to get in working order, which, you know, that's understandable. It's like they're trying to get a show going. So I got to ask you. Favorite scene, personal favorite scene from this episode. If you had to pick one, oh, the don't don't look at our crotches while we synchronize our watches. Just <laughs> them, just them coming up with that song. Like that's that's a catchy tune. That's it another is. thing the show does great is it makes up its own catchy tunes. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are very cringy, but like in a really good way. I I have to go with the wizard. Oh golly, yeah, man. <laughs> just the, the the long pee scene, and you see Rigby just kind of sneak behind a tree and just look over. <laughs> he even yes. like looks both ways to check the coast is clear before he steals the the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that wizard kind of makes a comeback, and he gets revenge on Rigby, though it's not for the keyboard. Well, you, you know, here's a complete rookie mistake for me. Okay, so when I first watched this, like a couple months ago. I love Ice King. I love our interns very, very much. Excuse me, Spice King. But um, uh, I thought that the wizard might be Ice King because I'd never seen Adventure Time. Uh, so I thought, I was like, oh, there's Ice King. He's going to be a major character in the show. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think, just talking to Simon, I don't think, I don't think they're on such good terms. Oh, gotcha. Um, I, 
don't know if it was like I, there seems to be some kind of beef like that wizard called him like called spice uh, simon he called him like uh the wizard called simon like chili mcfreeze or something he was making oh. fun of him oh gotcha, gotcha. Um, kind of a turmoil oh so um let's see i guess closing remarks on the show what would you if, which i know you haven't seen mm-hmm. all of the regular show mm-hmm. so just going off of i don't know let's say like a cartoon a rating do you want to do a rating one to five one to ten how do you want to do that? oh whatever you think man uh, it does not matter to me how about this? How about we do, Ben's? I've seen the whole show. I will rank rank it relative to the other shows. Ten being my favorite episode. Only one or two episodes can get a ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being horrible. Uh, one being one of the worst episodes. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's just yeah, comparatively not good speaking. Compared to that. And yes, nothing but, nothing but garbage. <laughs> yes, no, and you can uh, you can rank one to ten just. Just, I guess, on enjoyment factor. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. That sounds good. So what would you give the episode on a a scale of 1 to 10? Oh, man. First impressions, I would have said 6. It was just good enough to keep me going for a while. But then when I watched it the second time in preparation for this episode, I enjoyed it a whole lot more. So I'm going to bump it up just a notch to 7 just because some of the humor – uh, is is so on point already just in episode one. I really enjoy this. Plus, it was kind of fun to watch this with my wife, and she kind of liked it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll go with a seven on this one. I'll be a little generous. I'm going to give it, in comparison to the other episodes, I'm going to give it a five. Um, and That doesn't mean I dislike it at all, because I actually like this episode. It's just the show is still shallow compared to what it's going to be. Um, and it's a great episode, and like I said, it has... The cool thing about this first season is that it gets away with a lot of edgier jokes than it does. Still throws some in later on, but, you know, once it got really popular, I think they saw, hey, we got to play it a little bit safer to, you know, have lasting appeal, you know, to where we're not getting, or maybe just the censors forced them to do it. I don't know. But, you know, you're getting a lot of, like, originally, this episode was supposed to say, how in the H are we going to fix this S? And, like, they were going to say the letters, you know. Um, like, because on episode two, dude, what the H when he throws the chairs, you know. Um, but it gets changed. In this episode, it gets, how how in the heck are we going to fix this stuff? As far as this episode goes, it's it's strong, but it's not. Like, if you didn't like this episode, I would say still watch the first season to kind of get grounding for the next seasons. But I don't even think really like love interests or anything like that comes up until at least late in first season and probably not even then i'd still recommend it it gets a thumbs up for me most of these episodes do there's very few that i just don't care for yeah uh well the cool thing about that one is i don't know if you and i will talk about that one but tim curry's on that one he does a few oh yeah that's crazy mark hamill and tim curry in the same i mean that's like some big names yeah and uh so yeah um free cake might have been another one i've just watched that one so many times it's kind of an essential episode but you know you got anything else man no man i just really enjoyed going through this with you uh and yeah just had even more fun talk about it uh you know for the third time i guess all righty um so i don't know guys how i'm gonna do if i'm gonna make a discord for this or if we'll do sister servers for the turtles forever i don't know what i'll do i don't know if i'll make a Facebook. i don't know but if i do um feel free to for for the two of you that are listening <laughs> if you want to comment your thoughts on this episode i would be happy to read them uh, uh you know pending that i can actually remember to do so i don't really don't know how to end this i know we uh what type of what type of hot wings you want to eat dude let's see did he did they eat any food in this one i don't know if they did uh, no, I don't think they did. No, they 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 get wasted on a lot of hot wings, though. I tell you that. Man. Yeah, well, well, you know what? I'll just do some classic hot wings with uh, what kind of soda did uh, Rigby have again? <laughs> I don't know. It was just <laughs> soda, soda. Oh wait, mag- all- magical soda because does, it doesn't disappear in like one scene. Yeah, that's all it ever says is soda on the side of the can. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I'll do some 
Just plain old traditional hot wings with some magical soda. Till then, how do you say it, Rob? Here's to you, your family. Enjoy oh, here's your... to hoping you enjoy your friends, your family, and a mega... <laughs> mega mega bowling of... <laughs> of... Of hot wings and magic soda. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Don't stare at our watches while we synchronize it. Don't stare at... Yeah. <laughs> oh! Crotches and watches. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, give us a raise, loser. Give us a raise, loser. Yeah, five, six, seven. I love how they have the blank stares. Five, six, seven, eight. Give us a Dude, raise. They, <laughs> they do that like so many times through the show. Not with the, you know, but like they count crap off and they got these stupid dance steps. <laughs> Yeah, we can we can talk about uh, all the things. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. So I typed my notes up just like we would like the normal cartoon episodes. Is that okay? Then maybe we could just talk about the episode that way. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, because I don't know how you do. I, I don't even top mine. Mine are all on uh, Tennessee Electronic Library. Uh, not sticky notes, but you know those little pads of paper they give out at the Title <laughs> One conference. Because <laughs> oh, I ran that's out. Great. I ran out of paper here, dude. <laughs> oh, Use the power in your face. Stepping back to your place. Look at our crotches while we 